This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to uh, Friends with Friends, Series 10, Episode two. Oh, you say this now, Pete, but I, I mean, I've been meaning to have this conversation. Ahoy, hoy. I've been meaning to have this conversation with you because sequentially we need to decide whether this is episode two or episode three. Is that, well, no, I've changed the spreadsheet now. It's episode two. Is it? Yeah. Do you mean because it's a two parter and we did the first part last week? No, because we did the Matthew Perry special. Oh, uh, no, that, that isn't included in the, uh, that isn't canon. It isn't canon, is it? I know, but I had to ne- number it in the uh, podcast app when I released it because right. people's come, you know, it comes up with episode numbers, and I did call it season ten, episode one. So maybe I have to change that now. Yeah, you do. You have to change that, mate. I don't know what to call it though. Like season, I have to put it somewhere. So should I put it at the end of nine? Why don't you put it series ten, episode zero? Can they do that? I don't know. I'll have a look later. Eh? Anyway, good bit of um, metadata admin to kick off the podcast this week. Welcome. Oh, that's what the people want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. metadata. Metadata. That is the tune of Reproduction from Greece 2. Um, right. Um, I mean, there isn't even a message to read out this week, is there? Because we read out the message last week. Do we recap it or do we just assume everyone's listened to it? Well, that's I can fine, tell I, you. No, because we didn't read it all, did we? Remember? Oh, did you leave out spoilers? Because I left out anything that was to do with part uh, two. No, that was in the synopsis. Uh, yeah, maybe. This is a terrible start to a podcast. <laughs> this has been anyway, really like, bad. Anne from Colorado Springs has requested the one with Rachel, the one where Rachel has a baby. Last but week, do you know what Anne from Colorado Springs has also done? What? She sent us a quiz. Ooh. With questions not just about part two, but also with questions about part one in. Oh, crappity do that. I'm going to have to remember from last week now, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Okay, fine. Well, in which case, well, I know, yeah, you're right. I did it in the synopsis, didn't I? So now I have to redo the synopsis, but just with the bits pertaining to part two. Is that the sensible way of doing it, do you think? I have no idea. Anyway, 227423, separate production code for part two, which is good to know. That's Not as good, because the last one was 422, and that's much more satisfying. Yeah. I'm going to read all the words that only pertain to part two, okay? 
Okay, go ahead. After a prolonged labour of 21 hours, during which numerous other expectant mothers, including Janet, are taken to the delivery room, Rachel gives birth to baby Emma. She's left saddened and afraid after Janet later says Ross may not always be there for her and the baby. When Joey comforts Rachel, the ring falls from Ross's jacket to the floor. Joey kneels to pick it up, and Rachel, believing he's proposing, impulsively says yes. Meanwhile, Ross intends to ask Rachel if she wants to resume their relationship. I felt like this episode was very brief because by the time you threw the recap and threw the titles, right. it's only like 19 minutes. I honestly got to that point where Joey went into the room and like went to the jacket and went, is this it? Mm. This is the end, isn't it? And I've also, forgotten. do you know what we did last week? What? We thought that there was going to be lots of Jack Geller in this one. And there isn't. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. that's the next episode, isn't it? Yeah. There's three eps in this hospital, and uh, it's the next season that Jack Geller comes in and starts instructing his daughter on how to have sex in a cupboard. And farting. And and farting a lot. We've already done that episode, though, haven't we? Because we discussed the farting at length. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. No Jack Geller at all. Very disappointing, frankly. Flatulence free, this episode. Flatchy Jackie. Although Rachel probably... (laughs) (laughs) Rachel looks very good for a woman that's just given birth, doesn't she? Oh, she does. She looks very glam in the immediate aftermath. I thought that. In that scene where they're choosing the baby's name, she looks very well put together. Yeah. Nobody would begrudge her a slightly more bedraggled look, but she seems to have dressed up for the occasion, you know? It's almost as if she hasn't actually had a baby. Well, quite. That's a good... She should have gone method. Yeah, she should have gone... What, had a baby? (laughs) <laughs> that would have yeah. been real commitment to a part wouldn't it yeah. uh, should we knock out Phoebe and Cliff before we get onto the main there's only really two episodes aren't there two, 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 two plot lines not much really happens with Cliff does it well no I mean they're having a nice time aren't they until so this, this plot line's quite infuriating for a number of reasons one it all turns when he starts to see Joey on the telly right now if you're Phoebe mm-hmm. and you've just sent Joey in all you have to do is make sure that the TV is not on the channel that might be showing Days of Our Lives. That's all you have to do. Like, how would she let that slip? That is a massive oversight, isn't it? You know, when she says to him that sort of uh, would-you-rather type question, what's a seeing eye dog? Uh, Guide dog. Oh, that makes sense. It's a very uh, American interpretation. You know, it's almost impossible to discuss this without doing the Michael McIntyre routine where he does it. But he's got this whole routine about it. But yeah, it's basically very descriptive when it comes to naming things, aren't they? Mm. That's what's happened. Seeing there. eye dog. Yes, it's a dog with an eye that. So is sees. that what guide dogs are referred to as in America? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I've probably only first heard that in Friends. I've, I've only ever heard it in Friends. Yeah, I, I didn't know what it meant. I, I do understand that it's like a seeing. It's just weird, isn't it? Like an eye dog or a seeing dog would make more sense. Why do they need all the words? Mm-hmm. Seeing dog, fine. Um, the um, spoon down the leg cast is quite intimate, isn't it? Yeah, good spooning joke. Although, shortly after this, Phoebe and the guy are sharing a dessert. With that spoon, do you reckon? Eating it with spoons. Do you think it's the same spoon that she just put down and scratched his foot with? I would, on every level, hope not, Pete. I would hope, mm. A, the hospital has more than one spoon, and B, even if there's only one spoon in the room... Then Phoebe would have asked and gone, you know, gone and sought out another one, or at least wiped it with a wet wipe. Is Cliff in the next episode? He isn't, is he? No, Cliff's just gone, isn't he? There was, or no... is he? No, he isn't. No, I'm almost sure he isn't. I think this is his last appearance. And... So how does this end up? They're just like, 
fizzle out. Yeah, I think the last scene is where she goes, I just don't think that happens to me all the time. And he goes, yeah, it doesn't happen to me either. Sort of indicating, okay, we've got past the weirdness. Let's right. crack on. And then he's just gone. We never gone. see him again. That's weird, isn't it? That is weird. It's like a holiday romance, but a sort of weird variation, you know? Yeah. Hospital romance. It, he must, does he not appear again? Nope. I'm going to double check. Cliff, friends. So it'd be season nine, episode one, if he is in it, wouldn't it? First appearance, the one where Rachel has a baby, part one. Last appearance, the one where Rachel has a baby, part two. Oh, well, he's entirely pointless. What an absolutely pointless plot line. There must be a, a deleted scene, right? Well, you'd think where so. Where something else happens. Right. Well, bye, Cliff. <laughs> I'm just on his um, on the Friends fandom Wikipedia page, which has far too much detail about everything. But uh, in, uh, on the trivia section, would you like me to read out the four bullet points? Go on. Born on November the 16th, 1968. One. 33 years old, two. Wife had a heart attack, three. Not a fan of anything weird sexually, four. <laughs> yeah. Injured leg in car crash. Thumbs up on Cliff. Te- texting on phone. Clifford Burnett. He's got, he's even been given a surname. Like, isn't that mad? Yeah. He's been given so much backstory. They push him off a narrative cliff. Yeah, they do. They push him off a Burnett, don't they? They do. Absolutely do. Anyway. Phoebe tries to gaslight him very heavily by implying he is hallucinating when he sees Joey on the television because he's on drugs. And I feel that's not a good starting point for a relationship, do you? It's not, no. Phoebe's behaving terribly. And the only other thing I'd like to say about this plot line is that I went down a rabbit hole uh, based on the other bit of the plot, actually in part one. But when Joey steps in and tries to help, he's... um saying all this weird stuff like she gave birth to her brother's triplets and she mentions Ursula's porn career and that led me by hook or by crook to learn that one of the dads that comes in and out you know in part one when Rachel's trying to give birth and everyone keeps coming in and leaving one of the dads was also uh, in the porn film that Ursula was in as Nosferatu. Oh, do you know what? Now you say that, I think I can. I think I can recognise him. Right, he was in, and, and then that led me to realise that he's been in four different episodes. He played the fireman in the firehouse when Phoebe first goes to find uh, Vince. You know, when she's trying to break up with him. One of their go-to extras. Same guy, and he plays a paramedic in another episode. And my favourite bit is that someone has tried to claim on the internet he could be the same character all the way through many firemen not that deep many many firemen do have a nursing degree and it's also possible the same person many firemen have a nursing degree (laughs) (laughs) and it's also possible the same person had a side job in the adult entertainment industry at some point before becoming a father right is it is it likely it's the nurse fireman porn star that, that feels like, like a stretch. To me. Many firemen have a nursing degree. Is that true? Yeah, Any firemen? What a generalisation that is. Well, it just also can't be true, right? Well, it, no. Well, they're, they're not putting it to good use, are they? There's nothing really to link those two careers at all, apart from saving lives, but in very different ways, right? Mm. <sighs> there we go. Anyway, so Cliff's gone. Adios, Cliff. All the best. Bye, Cliff. Right, on to the main 
chunky chunk of this episode, eh, Peter? Rachel's labour slash birth slash naming slash proposal. Yeah, we start with more Janisphere, don't we? The uh, the sound oh, of the laugh. No, what we've got? To get, we've actually got to get this out of the way because this is a classic uh, alarm of like, oof, that hasn't really aged well. But also, actually, this is a, a reference that I don't think was particularly tasteful at the time. Like, so they got the, we've got the mean Janice jokes, but not only are there jokes about Janice in this episode. There are jokes about Janice's newborn baby son. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, they're, they're almost repulsed by the sight of the baby. But it's like pretty uh, transparently anti-Semitic joke as well, isn't it? Like, Absolutely is, yeah. It's, it's How was that allowed on television even at the time? This is after the year 2000, Pete. Like, we're not talking yeah. about a joke in the 50s. The line from Ross about, did you say the baby on that nose? Right. I was like, oh, God. Absolutely insane. Like, I just couldn't, that, that really was, there's one thing to be like, oh, she's got an ugly baby. I think they could have towed that line a bit better and had a, a different joke to, to cap it off. And I guess yeah. it ties in with that, oh, Janice, what an awful person. Spoiler alert, she isn't. Uh, but the, the nose joke, oh, that didn't sit well with me at all. Although um, the one thing I'd say about how, and obviously we're very Janice sympathetic, mm. um, the one thing that Janice does in this episode, I feel like telling someone you two are on your own moments after she's had a baby, oh. that, that feels a little bit brutal. What a pep talk just after you've given birth, eh? <laughs> Think you've got support? No. You're looking after this child all on your own. I mean, I, I get that it was sort of there to sort of... She doubles down yeah. as well. <laughs> no. She's like, no, 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 no. On, on. your own. <laughs> no one there for you. Yeah, talk about a misjudged, like, moment. Why bring that up immediately to a very clearly emotional and emotionally vulnerable new mother i mean read the room a little bit jan <laughs> crikey but that, i mean it does like it's the only bit that sort of spurs that plot line along doesn't it about rachel sort of i guess why she accepts joey's proposal because yeah yeah and i think i, I hadn't really made the connection before between that particular scene and how janice makes her feel right and her saying yes like I don't know. It's 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 cause and effect, right? Isn't it? That's very much. It is. I think it's, it's why Janice's she ends up saying pep yes. talk in inverted commas, followed immediately by the fact Rachel appears to make her entire life's decisions in a snap moment where Ross forgets to get her a soda. Um, yeah. Which sidebar, fucking hell, Ross, mate! Like that, you have one job after the mother of your child has just given birth after forty-seven hours of labour. Get the yeah. woman a fucking drink. Don't yeah. go and flirt with a nurse. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's a real bad look. And Rachel is, in fairness, right to feel that way in the sort of emotionally vulnerable state that we know she's already in. But yes, you're quite right. The Janice thing kicks it all off and sort of leads, starts to lead to that trail, doesn't it? Can we give the line from Rachel about feeling like she was trying to blow a St. Bernard out of her ass? <laughs> that is such a good line. I read somewhere that this is Jennifer Aniston's favourite episode of Friends. And really? watching it back, she is phenomenal in it, isn't she? Yeah, there's a few, a couple of bits I love. There's, there's the delivery of that, and when she's sort of, um, when she's like r incredibly like hormonal postpartum, Rachel, when she says about the the name of the child making it sound like a biblical whore, yes. that's great. <laughs> yeah, and then the, on another level, 
Um, I love the little unspoken moment, the little look after she says, oh, can we name a baby girl yeah. Gallagreen? Yeah. And then there's nothing said, but there's just like this little process that they both go through of different looks, mm. a little kiss, different facial expressions. It's all unspoken, but it's really, really good. No, it's, she is so good in it. She's absolutely, she pitches it perfectly as well. And in that whole scene where they're naming the baby and she travels between like almost on the verge of a breakdown as is completely understandable based on what she's just been through you know that emotional state but also just being funny and you know like she 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 travels those emotional uh disparate states so well i think you know it's one moment she's like chatting normally the next moment she's oh that's not her name and all that sort of stuff and she's i love the reliving of the when she says i was reliving it when she gets upset thinking about was it slippers on the wrong feet or something slippers on the wrong wrong feet yeah um yeah i just think she's absolutely brilliant Uh, sidebar i'm surprised the name delilah didn't get vetoed in the the great veto of 2002 like that is you know a fan of delilah i just think based on the kind of names they were vetoing they would have vetoed delilah much earlier isabella feels like a, and the sort of name they would like i do get why they went for that but i just figure like if ross had brought up delilah in the veto chat i think rachel would have vetoed that one don't you yeah okay no sure. that's no, no disrespect to anyone called delilah pete but oh, too late oh no i've, I've offended the, the, the delilah's do you can we have any listeners called delilah yeah, well, we'll find out. If you're called Delilah, get in touch. I feel like it is coming back as a name. It was a, a very uh, old woman name when we were young, wasn't it? But I feel like it is coming back. And I think it's a very lovely name, actually, Pete. I'm trying to just oh, stop sucking up to Delilah. <laughs> just, just Too late. Give me a minute while I just <coughs> reach the top of that hole and pull myself up. Lovely name. Lovely to, lovely to see you all, all these Delilahs. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, mean jokes about Janice. That's how we start, isn't it? Also, I again, I just think this episode only served to highlight the fact that Janice is a good laugh because all she's trying to do in this scene where Chandler is basically going, I hope you're in massive pain when you have this baby, all she's doing is exactly what his wife did in the in the first part when she tries yeah, to freak him up. out. You know, and it's like she's just being fun and funny and having a nice time. And dicking about, they should be having a laugh, eh? Monica should be enjoying that because she really enjoys making Chandler, you know, act like that, doesn't she? If we, do we do, do we see Janice in season nine, episode one, or does she just sort of cause this chaos and then disappear? I'm not sure, but I think she causes the chaos and leaves from memory. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I admire that. Chaotic. Oh, she drops that little um, that little bombshell, doesn't she? And then off she goes with Aaron and Sid. Aaron and Sid. I know, yeah, what a combo, eh? Aaron, Janice, and Sid. It's a real cluster of names, isn't it? It is also, incidentally, the second exchange Chandler and Janice have, isn't it, where he wonders if the baby she is growing is his baby. That happens much earlier, after the old, uh, you know, when she meets him on the chat room. And then she turns up and she's pregnant, and he goes, is it mine? You know? Oh yeah, that has yeah. happened before, hasn't it? Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's God, she a really runner. loves to fuck with him, doesn't she? She really does. And absolutely rightly, considering how he treats oh, her, yeah. I'd say. Deserves Justice it. for Janice. Justice for Janice. Um here's a fun fact that I noticed this time around and then went to look it up and learned something about television that I should have definitely known or assumed but had never clocked it. Because when Rachel's having her baby do you notice there's the doctor that's giving birth 
And then the other one that's just stood there. In the nicest possible way, there's quite a gorgeous woman stood in the background, yeah, right? She's doing fuck all she is. She's looking confused, a bit scared, doesn't really know how to react to anything, right? But do you know what? She looks how I would react in that situation. Well, do you know, weirdly, why I completely understand, but also don't understand why she looks like that. She looks like that, Pete, because she ain't used to being on television. Because you know what she is? A nurse. A real nurse. Is she? Because every and this is what I learned that obviously makes sense. Every time there's a, a real baby in a scene in television, that has oh, to be a nurse. Oh, but I have a nurse person. nearby. Isn't that, that makes mad? sense? Yeah. So she, that sense. blonde woman that looks absolutely baffled by the idea of being on television is, in fact, not used to being on television, and she's a real nurse. Is genuinely is the only one there, sort of genuinely prioritising the child. Yes, correct. Which, if anything. I would like her to look less scared. <laughs> yeah. I think she should be more in control than she is. But She's dazed by the bright lights. I imagine so, because it is kind of mad. If you've ever been on camera for anything, you'll know this as well as I do, Pete. You don't act like a real human being, do you? <laughs> the no, first few no, times no. you do it, you're like, I, I've watched people present on TV. Why am I like, don't know how to hold my body suddenly? Or like, I don't know where to look. It's, it's really weird. And that's clearly what's going through her head. And, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a nice little tidbit. That is a good fact. Yeah. There you go. We're not just, we're not just bringing pithy comments here, Peter, are we? We're mostly bringing pithy comments, but not just pithy comments. Pithy comments would be a good drag name. Pithy comments. Yeah. You got, you got a drag act in you? I know what my drag name would be. Alice in Wonderland. Ah, oh, that's really good. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Right? It's yeah. good, isn't it? Really um, good. What about yours? Dave? Dave? Just Dave. <laughs> yeah, I'll take pithy comments, thanks. Yeah, okay. You can be pithy comments. <laughs> um, well, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Janice's bombshell. Then, then we get Phoebe chiming in on Ross's side and basically going, you guys are meant to be together. Continuing that sort of... Um, thing from the first episode that we discussed where it's basically everyone else trying to pressure them into being together rather than them just deciding to do it themselves right yeah and then there's one bit where phoebe's comforting ross and he explains why he doesn't want to push it as a relationship because he's like what if we lose yeah. uh lose like what we have yeah. and phoebe's like yeah yeah i get it if you lost everything and then she throws in like a but you could still kind of get everything you wanted it's like phoebe yeah just turn it down a little bit yeah Absolutely. Absolutely didn't need that input, I don't think, at that stage. I think everyone's had an emotional day. Let's all just leave it to at least we get home, eh? Let's just watch the babies and let out some farts like Jack Gale. <laughs> Jackie boy knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Uh, then we get to the pivotal moment in this episode, Peter. And I know it's a TV show, Pete. And I know we have to let these things go. But, but what a load of bollocks. What a load of fucking bollocks. What a load of bollocks. I do yeah. not buy it. I don't buy this scene at all. It is crap. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I love friends. And we should all, anyone that listens to the first time to this podcast often says something along the lines of, oh, you're a bit critical. Why don't you just like friends? We love friends, right? This is the important thing. We love it. But we also like, I mean, I don't have children, Pete, but I imagine you love your kids, but you also know when they're being little shits, right? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. good to know when it isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Oh, it's so smelly. <laughs> Which is being it good stinks. television. The bit, the bit where I, the bit that I don't, that feels so contrived. Yeah. Like, can you get me something from uh, over there on the chair? Yeah, right, fine. fine. Um, something like falling on the floor, yeah. also fine. 
the bending if you pick something up off the floor you do not kneel down on one knee to pick it up and then when that thing ends up being a ring of course he happens to just be on one knee for it it's just the smelliest thing ever (laughs) so shit they clearly run out of ideas but also pete not only do you not get down on one knee but if you're turning around in that situation, even with or without a ring, you don't pivot on one knee, do you? And sort of like no. t- spin around on the knee. You'd stand up or like there's a, a million things you wouldn't do. Then the pause when she sort of goes, oh, and he looks at her and looks at the ring and looks back at her. And then like eight seconds later, like just say something then, Joey, just go, oh no, this is like not my, like there's so much time. It feels so fucking saggy and long. And the look on his face, he's like sort of like, oh, in the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thoughtful. Honestly, honestly, I think, I think, and I haven't gone through everything in my brain or sort of looked through all the episodes. I think this might be the worst scene in all of Friends. Hmm. Like, it's right up there, isn't it? Certainly top five. It just is uh, just so contrived. And it's a cliffhanger. It's a season cliffhanger. If you compare that to, like, Iros Take the Rachel, which is, like, kind of contrived in its own way, but what a fucking moment, right? You go, holy moly, what's going to happen in this next episode? That is absolutely brilliant. There's so many good cliffhangers in Friends, season cliffhangers. Do you know the other thing I think it lacks yeah. is you don't hear audience response no. because there's music playing. Yeah. So you don't even, probably because the audience was like, what? I imagine the audience response. What, yeah, what would you, if you were the producers, you would want either like a, whoa, or like a. You'd <gasps> want a big shock yeah. at her saying yes, wouldn't and you? And I imagine they all just were like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe why it's not there because it didn't the music in Because the audience reaction yeah. was so confusing. Yeah, or maybe they didn't film it for an audience because they wanted to keep it secret. But I think it's likely that it was just so fucking weird that they were just like uh, we don't like that noise. That's a crap noise from the audience because yeah. Peter, it is crap. Yeah, crap, 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 crap bag. Just think of a bag crap of crap bag. That is this scene. Anyway, let's have a little break. Let's do the quiz. Let's get back to happy ways. P.S. We love friends. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I do think it would be disingenuous if we didn't say that some scenes were shit. 100%. No, I think that's, Pete, I think that's what makes us a reliable source of... Uh, no, we're not a reliable source of anything, really, are we? But you're yeah. right. It's you wouldn't just want to listen to a podcast where everyone was like, "That was amazing, that was amazing." Because do you know what we are a reliable source of today? Uh, can I ask my normal question? Do we have a quiz? Hey Pete, do we have a quiz? We do. We have a quiz in two parts from Anne. Oh, is it a double quiz? Well, yes, yeah, ten questions, five on the Holy first week. Manoli. Okay, yeah, fine. We better crack on. We haven't got all day, have we? Uh, Anne, thank you for the lovely PowerPoint. Thank you. The Anne, the Anne, key. High production value. This is a higher production value than the quizzes that Dave genuinely does for paying. Are you joking me? Is it that good? It, it's just, it's comprehensive. You need to send me a little picture of one so I can look at it. Look at that. Oh, crikey. It is good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. By Anne right. with an E, not pronounced Annie. Where did Janice meet her new husband? Dermatologists. We made that question up, didn't we? Yeah, we did, actually. That's very good of us, well then. How many centimetres was Rachel dilated when she got to the hospital? Oh, two or two. Is correct, two, yeah. yeah. What animal does Phoebe have on her shirt? Ah, I'm not going to remember that. A cougar. I remember this. It's a snake, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, cobra. Is it? Crikey, I didn't even clock that. Okay. Uh, what was the nickname that Ross gave to the first couple they shared a room with? The somethingsons. Disgusting turns. Disgusting turns. That's right. Oh, that's what were the two names that Ross and Rachel originally picked out? Isab- oh, I think we're into the second. Isabella episode. and Delilah. Is correct. Well done. S- what did Rachel yell at Ross when he left her alone with the disgusting turns to go speak with Judy Geller? Yeah, you're a, you're. A- you're a prick, Ross. No, he says, she says, uh, uh, this baby has no father. Is that right? Uh, my child has no father, yes. yeah. Uh, how many women did Rachel have to watch come and go from her room Five? before it was her turn? Is correct. Yeah, oh my God, I'm doing really well. I'm really pleased. What are the three pieces of personal information that Joey told Clifford about Phoebe? Porn oh, sister. Be- uh, yeah. Brothers, babies. Yeah. And, oh, what's the other one? Don't tell me, don't tell me. I will get this. Oh, no, what is the other one, Pete? I've forgotten. Married to a gay ice dancer. Gay ice dancer, yeah. But doesn't he end up being straight? Yeah, that's true, actually. That's so funny. Uh, How long was Rachel in labour for, according to Chandler? Uh, 41 hours. 47 47 hours. 47 tits, yes, you're right. And finally, I knew this because it's the name of my boyfriend. What name have Monica picked out for her future son? Daniel. Is correct, yeah. Do you know what's weird? It's not quite weird because it's not quite right, but my girlfriend's called Isabel, and that's one of the names Ross and Rachel. Isabella is one of the names Ross and Rachel picked out. You're really giving my uh, Anne anecdote. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but look, they picked out your boyfriend's name and my girlfriend's name. Isn't that weird? That's true. That is weird. Is it weird? Um, Is it not weird? No, I don't think it is. No, cool. All the best. Anne also adds, shameless plug alert. Oh, yeah. Are you going to allow Anne her shameless plug? Yeah, go on. You'll feel bad if you don't. <laughs> in early November, I travelled from Colorado to Kiev uh, yes, in Ukraine no, this, on behalf... Yes, I, I, sh- I will definitely allow this. On behalf of my NGO. What does that mean? Uh, non-government organisation. 
Fine. Ukraine Frontline is the name of the NGO. Right. To deliver three suitcases of tactical medical supplies. In all, I brought with me 150 tourniquets, 200 chest seals, 10 junctional tourniquets. I'm saying a lot of things I don't fully understand. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the, the most that the word tourniquet has ever appeared on this podcast. She took an iPad, I know what that is, yeah. and a few other items. It was my first time leaving the US, and I'd recently fractured my tailbone before I left. Oh, crikey. It took three planes, two trains, and two and a half days to get there. It was such an honor to be able to make this delivery and meet the people who will deliver these to the front lines. Donations have dropped off for us and one up. A lot of our partner NGOs too, but requests are still coming in for winter gear, drones, tourniquets, and chest seals. If you wouldn't mind sharing our website with your listeners, uh, I would be eternally grateful. And it would be our pleasure uh, to mention ukrainefrontline.org. And uh, Anna's also sent some photos of her doing such a delivery. Amazing. Uh, so uh, top work from you and all of the people involved. And also, I hope your tailbone is healing. What? A sentence. A sentence that has never been uttered on this podcast before, but I absolutely support that. Yeah, that's amazing, of course. Uh, we can support that. Say the website again, please, Peter. Ukrainefrontline.org. Great. Get on that. We urge you, if you can, and donate. Uh, certainly a cause that I don't think anyone's going to argue with, hey? Would you like to hear next week's request from someone who doesn't spend their free time helping people in Ukraine? Oh, how embarrassing. How <laughs> embarrassing. Who is it I from? say that. I, I, it's, from, it's from Katie. I, I'm sure Katie does something very worthwhile in her life. Yeah, okay, Katie. Katie, get in touch before next week and let us know uh, what you do. And if you don't, just make sure they go. Yeah. Uh, Katie has requested... Oh, we're staying in season eight, which is good news for everyone. <laughs> Um, season eight, episode one. The one after I do. That after one is, I do. It? The one after I do. Okay. Yeah, so we're going, we're scooting all the way back. Yeah. We're going back through Rachel's pregnancy. Great. A, a little re-rewind for next yeah. week. Okay. Great news, everybody. Uh, thank you, um, as always, for your ears. Follow us on Instagram, FWFPod. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, we might be making a TikTok, Pete, mightn't we? Well, you say this. Yeah. Believe it when it happens. You know? I've, got, I've got ideas, and they might be above my station, but I'm determined to try and make them happen, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll appreciate this if you're listening, but Pete and I, whilst both being in favour in theory of making the TikTok, <laughs> both have no idea how to make a TikTok. I, I use TikTok, old. and I watch stuff I on watch it. loads of stuff on it. It's great. I really like it. <laughs> I really like TikTok, <laughs> says Dave, at the end of 2023, with his finger on the pulse. Excuse me, I've been on TikTok for actually quite a long time. TikTok's great. I've had it for months. <laughs> <laughs> what about that for you, Paige, hey? Funny. Yeah, but honestly, have you ever made one? I've never made one. I have made one, actually. Oh, actually, do you know what? I made one when I learned, I know how to use the filter where you type in words and it sings it to that, that tune. Right. Do you know what I mean? So a singing friends quiz is coming to you soon. Oh my God, that's such a good idea, isn't it? I'll leave you to work on that. Great. All the best. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh. 
The joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.